Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Now listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. I'm going to talk about uh, the Chancellor's, uh, oh, God, uh, summer statement now. Yeah, he's been giving a lot of money, giving us all a few quid in there. Yeah, you've annoyed me. I just want to know when I'm getting my money, that's all. When when are we getting our 500? We're getting some food stuff vouchers as well. So Are we? we? Go, yeah, yeah, ten pounds or something that we can buy meals. And because a friend buy... of mine who's over sixty is getting food parcels every week. You're talking about yourself, aren't you? No, no, no. I've seen what he's getting. No. What does he get? He gets loads of bags of rice and uh, and and potatoes and stuff. Carb, carb. Um, Anthony Brown, Conservative MP for South Cambridgeshire and a member of the Treasury Select Committee, he's probably responsible. He's one responsible for all this. Yeah, yeah. We we're not particularly, you know, broadcasters aren't particularly getting anything, are they? No, no we'll no. get the five hundred quid like everyone else. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Will they? Oh, well, let's ask him. Um, Anthony, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Um, you, excuse me if I'm just a bit down. I'm a bit worried about Lulu. Um, I'm, I'm, but not the singer, his dog. I feel your pain. I know. Yeah. But hearing the conversation, I'm worried yeah. about your talk. Well, I'm worried I about I this. Like, I don't like the analysis of just saying you should put it down because it's not worth 200 quid. No, you know, I know. Well, I'm glad. Well, you yeah. your pets. Yeah, exactly, a... Anthony. Although I got a real rude remark uh, uh, tweet or load yesterday saying, you should be more worried about children than your animals. Well, my well, children know, are old exactly, enough. I know exactly what my children would say if I said I should put down the cat because I can't, you know, don't, can't be yeah. bothered to pay for You don't tell your kids, you just get by another one that looks the same. <laughs> what? That's how you do it, isn't it? Anthony, we're not supposed to laugh at <laughs> that. That's just... <laughs> I would never stoop so low. I right, let's kids, talk. My kids would notice as well. <laughs> if this appears detrimentally to either of us tomorrow, Anthony, anywhere, it's your fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I think Rishi did a really good job. I think he's... Uh, I'm, I'm just just concerned about how we're going to pay for it. Well, that is a that is a good question. I mean, the... the National debt has shot up massively. It's now over 100% of GDP. And um, yeah. it wasn't so long ago when we thought having a national debt of 40% of GDP was bad, and it's now more than twice as big. Um, but it's not as big as it was during the Second World War, where it went up to 250% of GDP. Um, but that did take us decades, many decades, to pay that off. And I think what economists say about this, it's a, a, what we call us a war debt, that uh, it's a one-off thing that we had no mm. control over, basically, and we don't have to pay it off over the next few, uh, you know, couple of years or a few years, 
uh, we can take our time paying it off. Yeah. But it will yeah. have to be paid off at some point. But we're lucky that interest rates are extraordinarily low uh, mm. at the moment. Uh, so and also it looks as if, if they're going to stay fairly low too. It does. Uh, you look For at all the forecasts yeah. and uh, nobody can see uh, an increase in, a significant yeah. increase in interest rates for the next sort of five years or so. But well, it's about, uh, yeah. So, okay. Um, so we're giving this money away, kick-starting the economy, which I hope it will do. Um, and I can't believe the, the, the disgusting response from the opposition. Still, they find things to moan about. Still, they find things that are not good enough. That's their job, though, isn't it? Well, I know it's their job, but you, you would have thought a crisis like this, they'd try and pull yeah. together, wouldn't you? Wow. Well, they did at the beginning of the crisis. They, they did well at pulling together at the very beginning when lockdown happened. But, yeah, you're right now. It's sort of business as usual uh, in terms of yeah. politics, politics as yeah. usual. I, I mean, generally, the criticism, I was in the chamber when the uh, Chancellor made the announcement today. Um, generally, the response was, uh, you should do more. And actually, in political terms, that's the ultimate compliment. You know, they don't say you shouldn't be doing this. They, should, they say you should just be doing more of it. Uh, yeah. but, there is that, but there is that question then that you ask, you know, how do you end up paying all this off? And, you know, there will be the chance to announce today that there will be a spending review in the autumn uh, where we look at all government spending in the years ahead. And certainly what we have to do uh, in, in the next year is just work, work out how we get the national finances on a stable basis uh, mm. again and work out how we repay this debt. Yeah. I mean, also, I think this uh, encouragement to take youngsters on in some form of work experience is brilliant. Yeah, it, absolutely. And we know uh, th these schemes work. There's actually a lot, lot of, sort of history of these sorts of schemes around the world. And uh, if you target it well, that young people who are uh, uh, unemployed, not yet, so long-term unemployed, it's actually a very, very effective mm. way. And giving wa what wage subsidies where you basically pay employers to take uh, an unemployed person on uh, mm. works really, really well. So I, I'm really pleased the mm. uh, Chancellor did this, particularly focusing on young people. It's this scheme, this Kickstarter scheme is focused on uh, uh, 16 to 24-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones who've been most impacted by this whole uh, recession. They're in, they're in the jobs uh, where they're more likely to have been uh, been lost lost the jobs or furloughed, so in hospitality, yeah. for example. And, and the the boost in apprenticeships with the two thousand pounds for firms who create them and a thousand pounds in extra cash is yeah. brilliant. You know, brilliant. Yeah. No, I am. Con I, I I have to be honest. I'm concerned with a lot. Oh, sorry, with the dogs climbing onto my foot. Um, I'm concerned. I didn't realize Sorry, the, Lulu with you. you... I'm, I'm Lulu's there and Daisy <laughs> May is there, right. Do, do, I, do they do broadcasting as well? They, they're not meant to, but they do. They do do quite a lot yeah, of broadcasting, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> the James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Uh, well, Rishi Sunak has uh, been, of course, talking about all things he's going to do for the economy. I think it's quite a good speech and lots of good ideas. It's amazing. Uh, by the way, can I just say before we go any further, we uh, were going to have Alistair Car Carmichael, the Lib Dem MP, on, and for some reason we can't get through to him. We called a number of Labour Party MPs, and uh, they were far too busy um, doing other things, yeah. uh, and uh, we couldn't get hold of anybody from Lib Dems either, but then there aren't very many of those to try. Uh, yeah. So just in case anybody wants to say, oh, my, oh you always have Tories on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. we try the others. You know, the producer's been pulling his hair out, thinking because he wants yeah. to make everything balanced. And I said, well, I don't know why you have to when the BBC does everything left wing. 
Good point. And a few yeah, other radio point, stations yeah, yeah. I could really mention, couldn't I? Eh? Like the Labour Broadcasting Company. But, um, you know, so uh, we've tried. And we can't force them to come on. But uh, if there's a Labour MP who's not scared to come on, please give us yeah. a call. Come on. Uh, now, uh, the Chancellor has announced a £2 billion kickstart scheme to create more jobs for young people as part of his summer statement today. Uh, we're going to talk to our old friend Charlie Mullins, OBE, and the CEO of Pimlico Plumbers, um, who has uh, quite a lot of people who are actually there um, training at the moment. Charlie, good evening. Welcome. Yeah, good evening, uh, James. Um, how are you? Yeah, Sorry, Charlie. No, I was just going to say, how is this going to affect your business, or isn't it? I don't think it's going to affect their business, but I think it's, it's, it's going to really help uh, the youngsters to get into work and, and certainly mm. more apprenticeships that are, are badly needed. Um, I don't personally think it's enough to affect our business. We have so many apprentices, and the scheme they're bringing in is just to get a youngster into work and pay, mm. I think, it's 25 hours a week um, of their apprenticeship money or, or their training money, and it's only for six months. So, you know, you can't really take on an apprentice on the basis that, you know, you've, you've had six months of free wages for him, only 25 hours a day. I mean, if that was extended for the, the full three years, then it would be the biggest boost ever for apprenticeships and skill shortages. So it's just a bit of bluster then? Well, you know, it's going to help some youngsters get into work. Let's not kid anyone, but I don't mm. feel it necessarily going to be overvaluable for the apprenticeship scheme. But yeah, They might get know, fired I mean, after six months, might they, if they don't? Yeah, but hang on, well, actually, you're talking the... The, the thing is, Charlie, how did, you said you've got, what, 70 uh, apprentices? 70, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a, it's an amazing number. And, you you know, those are people that you will hopefully find work for or someone else will when they've done their apprenticeships. Uh, undoubtledly. I mean, you know, you do an apprenticeship, you'll, you'll have, have a job for life. You know, the massive skill shortage that's out there. Um, look, it's going to be a massive boost, and, and I think... Most things that he's come out with today are going to help the economy. They're going to help a lot of people, businesses, to get things up and running. But, you know, I don't think it's like a be-all and end-all that, that what he's mm. come out today is going to change the economy massively. Because no. a lot of those companies who have been uh, uh, sort of putting off the inevitability of maybe closing down uh, may not be savable. I mean, you've been carrying on all through this, haven't you? As uh, I suppose plumbers are essential workers. Yeah, that, that, that's right. We've managed to keep going, but you know, we still had uh, quite a few went on to the furlough system. Yeah. Um, we've now got most of them back, and I think it's about forty people are still on it. But, yeah, they got a bit of a taste for it, didn't they, Charlie? I remember you were saying they got a bit of a taste <laughs> for not going back to work. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're the ones that was on the Bournemouth beach, some of them, but. You know, <laughs> You know, what's strange is, is one minute the government are, are paying people to stay at home, now they want to pay companies to get them back. It don't quite add up, does it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's so, so many companies have, are really not able to employ anybody, not able to do anything, that he's desperate to get them yeah. in, a, in a position where they can carry on. Because, But they should be doing um, these apprenticeships anyway, like Charlie's been doing well, proper apprenticeships, like well, they yeah, used I to agree. in the old I, days. Yeah, I agree, I Certainly. agree. I spoke to the government about 10 years when Cameron was there, when May was there, uh, Johnson, and, and telling them to turn university credit or their dull money uh, into paying for an apprenticeship rather than them sitting at home. And all of a sudden, 10 years down the line, it takes this 
um, virus sort of situation that we're in, for them to sort of realise that, yeah. you know, the damage that's being done by youngsters not being into work. So, look, they're, they're going towards the right direction, but I actually believe maybe that if they do do it for six months and they do extend it for the full three years, then I think their apprenticeship um, problem is over. Youth unemployment will will cut down massively and yeah. skill always will be resolved. And how many hours you, a week did I do? Ash, just a minute. Have you got any vacancies at the moment? James is looking. No, no. Shut up, Ash, a minute. Just, just built up, Ash. I mean, I'm sorry, Charlie. He's just being a pain. The last couple of days, I think he's doing something he shouldn't be. Um, sorry. Um, well, huh? It's hard to get an apprenticeship at the moment. So, no, we don't have vacancies for apprenticeships at the moment because because it's a, quite an expense to have, to have have them on, you know, they cost you about mm. 15,000 a year. Um, but, you know, of course we want to take on more, but I think the government are going to have to come out with a scheme where they fully pay for an apprentice all through his training period, um, and then I think that's going to be the way forward. But but not just for six months. But, you know, let's not deny it, we'll get a lot of youngsters an opportunity into the workplace, and, and maybe yeah. a lot of people can keep them on from there. Yeah. Good, I mean, yeah. you've got, you said 70 on apprenticeship jobs. I mean, you don't just do plumbing, you do roofing and you do building and everything else. And these are the sort of very unsexy uh, careers. People now want to be in the media, a hairdresser or, or designer or something like that, don't they? Um, I'm probably going to disagree with you, James, because, you know, it's very trendy now to be a plumber. It's very trendy to have a trade. <laughs> uh, it's very trendy <laughs> to have an apprenticeship. So... You know, I, well, I, you I you've made you've made plumbing trendy, Charlie. That is to be agreed. Yeah. Well, I like to think we've contributed to to change the uh, the image of the, of the plumbing out there. But more mm. and more youngsters uh, are coming into it. But it's just not the opportunities are not there. And you know, I honestly believe that if they could really work on the apprenticeship scheme by paying their wages completely instead of giving them dull money and um, yeah. you know where they. Universal credit. I think yeah. it would be a change out there. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Now, um, Chris Hobbs, former Metropolitan Police Officer. Uh, Chris, that was a bit waffly from the Commissioner, really, wasn't it? <laughs> it hasn't gone down well, <clears throat> I have to say. I've never seen such a Twitter storm amongst the police community as, uh, as I'm seeing mm. at this moment in time. They're obviously angry about what happened in the first place. Um, Why did it happen in the first place? Do we know? I mean, they no, look very don't. young, the coppers who were involved. Not that young. No, they weren't that young. They like no, no right. OK, but no, no sensible person behaves in that way to a couple with a very small baby in the back of the car, unless uh-huh. they are slightly moronic. Well, you say that. I mean, I we did. don't really know what we don't. Yeah, we don't really know what happened, do we? What we wanted on on the day and the day after, and what a number of people asked for, um, and what we hope Bianca and Ricardo would agree with, was that all footage be released. In other words, mm. the Met release their dash cam footage, which would tell us about the original driving, which allegedly drew attention to them. Well, why the, haven't uh, they? I've no idea. I really don't know. Some people have said, well, they're not allowed to. But I'm sure if the Met turned round, if Cressida Dick had turned round to Bianca and Ricardo and said, look, we're going to release our footage, have you got any objection to that? Surely 
Bianca and Ricardo would say. Maybe because no, there's an investigation with the you know independent police. Yeah, but it wasn't at that time. It wasn't no. initially. They, no. they forced mm. themselves into it initially by saying they were going to take a look. And then Cressida Dick basically referred the matter to them for the absolute fury. But the police reaction, it looks like they haven't come to a stop or something hasn't happened immediately, so that's when the police act like that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you actually look... I mean, I've, I've just done it, actually, and, and you can possibly do it there. If you look at, what? at stuff Refuse like... to stop for the police? <laughs> that's no, very no. naughty of you, Chris. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you look on... You know, if you Google um, officer and run over... What you'll see in the last couple of years are the number of officers where you've had a stop like that who've been literally run over, who've been attacked by the driver in the vehicle. So that, that's why you had nervous TSG officers. Was it racially profiling or we, were the windows tinted? We don't know about the windows. Could the officers actually see? But even if they could, stopped? doesn't mean it's racially motivated. doesn't mean that. You know? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But what you've got is a massive, massive dip in morale. I've never quite seen anything like it other than perhaps where you get a dead police officer. Um, but, but you've got Cressida Dick really, uh, you know, the phrase has been used time and time again, thrown the officers under a bus. Um, well, I don't, you know, there's not been any talk about sacking them or anything. No, no but you don't um, need to, James. You, you, you really don't need to. They'll, no matter what the, the IOPC come back with, and this will be months in the future, probably, won't it? It will. Be, and if it, they come back with the officers have got no case to answer, they'll yeah. pr- still probably say something like, "Yes, but there's a le- there's some learning needs to be done out of that." There'll be criticism oh, yeah. there somewhere. Mm, yeah. But then it will get. How much publicity will it get? It might get on page ten of the Daily Mail two lines. But they already it said it was a. You know, they were entitled. The police were right to stop them. There was no problem there. They said that straight away. Well, that was a dep- that was the Met's own. Yeah. internal Department of Professional yeah. Standards, yeah. which is unusual because they're not very popular with frontline officers either. And to get a quick <laughs> response like that, yeah. everybody thought, blimey, the, the Met is sort of fighting its corner. And then gradually, over the, the days, we've sort of retreated and retreated and retreated, and now you've got Cressida Dick apologising, and it comes across as yeah. apologising for the stop and search. In fact, what she's saying, apparently, is she's apologising for the distress. Now, I was breathalyzed about 10 years ago by Essex Police. Yeah. And I've just sent them a tweet earlier saying, look, I was distressed. Are oh, you going to apologise to me? I hope they've had a good laugh over it. Um, <laughs> but, 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 yeah, any stop and search is a bit distressing. I was stopped. Especially when they... When, I'm not saying in this case, I don't know whether the... But a lot of times they'll say, oh, I smell cannabis, right, I want to search. And they, they haven't actually smelled cannabis. Well, I think the problem the police... You sound got, like you know what you're talking about there, right? Well, I mean, this one yesterday, they were two <laughs> athletes. They didn't know about cannabis. They'd never had a cannabis. They certainly couldn't. And they said they could smell cannabis. You know, they said they could smell it. And the one a couple of days before with the Channel 4 guy got done, they said and he'd never been anywhere near it. So I think they used that as an excuse. I think one of the issues that police have got, you know, we talk about handcuffing. We yeah. also talk mm. about, about the officer's fear. Because, yes. again, if you actually look at the number of knives floating about, if you look at, say, a Reading, where one knifeman killed three able-bodied men yeah, yeah, yeah. in a park, and you can see yeah. why, really, police officers will say, really, if I'm going to stop and search anyone, I want everyone, practically everyone, handcuffed. Because you can I see how the subconscious know. racism in that way. You see that in America, you know, when people, maybe not from, but you get police who have never had 
come from small towns where there's no black community and they you know so they might go up to people in a more subconsciously racist way you know thinking oh there might be a knife involved here do you know what i mean I, I Whereas think, coppers before were a bit more savvy and a bit more streetwise, in I think in the old days. I mean, let, listen, let's let's uh, the risk of upsetting loads of people. I don't mean to, but there has been an enormous amount of coverage of black gangs, stabbings, and various other things, hasn't there, in the media over the last couple of years? Well, that's because and, it's reality, isn't it? It's yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, but reality. I imagine uh, I imagine that a lot of policemen might be quite frightened. I'm not saying I'm not giving that as an excuse. I think the way these um, guys behaved, uh, whether they were celebrities or not, it doesn't matter. Um, obviously, if they've yeah. been celebrities, I don't think they would have behaved like this. But yeah. uh, because you know you'd be frightened. But I just I think there's a lot of overzealousness at the moment, and it may be for exactly the reason you say, Chris, because there's been an enormous amount of. Um, uh, news coverage of black gangs and knives yeah. carried and all sorts of other things going on. And, and that area Lions is quite gangs. bad. That area is quite bad as well. Yeah, that's right. I, I think the thing is, if you look, at, and I have, you know, I've, I was looking at them before I was talking to you. If you look at montages of those that are victims of stabbings and shootings who've died yeah, in brutal yeah. circumstances, disproportionately, yeah. they are black. And if And this is the mayor's office, his own research tells us this. And similarly with assailants. Now, there obviously are issues, like in America, in terms of social deprivation, in terms of housing, in terms of education, all these things that put some of these lads at a disadvantage. But it's the police who have to apply the sticking plaster. It's the police. When you think about it, how many lives have been saved by the number of knives and machetes and guns police have taken off the streets? How many lives have been saved by police getting to stabbings and shootings before paramedics, as is often the case, paramedics can't go to these sort of calls by themselves anyway, and who save lives by administering mm-hmm. life-saving yeah. first no, aid. Yeah, when know. do they ever get any credit for mm-hmm. that? Never. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. To be honest, I'm concerned... Ooh. Sorry, with the uh, dogs climbing onto my foot. Do they do broadcasting as well? They do, they're not meant to, but they do. And all the big breweries, get them into 10 Downing Street, sit them on the table and say, right. After he said right, what are you going to do then? You know, Leather gloves around the face or something? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. He seemed a nice bloke. Seemed a nice bloke, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he is a nice bloke. Well, we don't know he that, he just seemed it. Before you go, you've been very good with your time as a member of Parliament. They usually rush off for the first chance, don't they, Ash? Yeah. Uh, but we tend not to let A lot of the anyway. bars are shut, though. Why should they fork out? Hang on. Gesundheiter. They call it 50% off of a meal. Yeah. When are we going out, Charlie? We've got 20 quid to spend, James, because it's only up to 10 quid. I don't think that's going to feed you much. Have you got any vacancies at the moment? James is looking. What is this one? Uh, Talk radio is um, on. Oh, really? I, could, I tell you what I'm good at. I'm good at home furnishings. What's wrong with doing the... I like a scatter cushion and I love scented well, candles. That's What's wrong really. with that? That was uh, the clips for today. The worst of whale... Or sorry, sorry. The best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.